It is April 3rd, and we're going to talk some baseball. Jake, myself, and Ploof taking some Twitter questions as well. Let's do it. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Talking Baseball. It's a nice Friday episode. We have officially switched or changed or whatever. Everything's been changing, but the new pattern for Talking Baseball is going to be three episodes a week. We're going to try and do two interviews every single week and then have a little, like, just a little wrap session, just 30 minutes talking about whatever news there is, what's going on, some Twitter questions maybe, uh, just so there's another little uh, little episode for everyone listening at home, bored to death, stuck inside, missing baseball. My name's John Boy, and I got Jake and Trev with me. As always, how are you guys doing? Go for it, Jakey. You look uh, everyone's looking at everyone's looking at you, Big Daddy. You you busted out a little. What what are we calling this? Cali Stoner Chic. <laughs> I got to be honest. Look, we're an honest pod. Here. On pod. We are an on pod, yes. I may have woken up early and tried to go back to sleep by microdosing. Oh, here we go. <laughs> so okay. Huge. Feeling great right now. Awesome. Great. I don't fit for that. <laughs> Good. Love it. Uh, well, PB and jelly. It was over five here MGs, now. bro. Very small. Like I said, a microdose. I, uh, yeah, it's, like, it's a cup of coffee. Yeah. I fired you as my drug dealer, so I got the hookup elsewhere. Okay, good, because um, I perused the uh, my local dispensary, and it's not uh, slim pickings right now. Yeah. So. Oh, okay. All right. Apparently we're, apparently, we're a drug podcast now. Can't believe it. This well, used get... to be wholesome content. <laughs> you get the one Cali guy in here, and he deludes the whole thing. Yeah. Unreal. Unreal. Yeah. I'm sorry, guys. Jake, how he, jealous are you of Trev's get up right now? like it. Um, any hat I'm going to struggle with uh, because of my head issues. I'm really vibing that shirt. Um, those That shirt's good vibes. That's, uh, that's what I was doing last night at my live res set. Um, as she went live, yeah, man, give a give peace a chance. Yeah. What's that? Sh- is is it a peace wheel? So I got What's this the arrow shirt. doing. I got this shirt um, downtown Clearwater. Okay. They had a little like farmers market, and this is like some art um, school. And man, you know, I just wanted to support them, so I bought it. Here I am rocking it. Um, it's like a pink tie dye. Tie dye. That's just listening, which is a vast majority of our audience. <laughs> pink yeah. tie dye. It's shirt. a pink tie dye, like a little bit of blue in there. Hints of blue. It's a nice it's shirt. It's, like it's a good it. shirt. I could never pull it off, but I'm it's jealous that you can. That's, that's cool. it's all that attitude, John Boy. You turn that around in one day, and you could wear that shirt. No, tonight. no, I can't. I can't. See, there's the attitude again. Yeah. I will say How's that everybody anyone can up? wear this shirt. Literally. Yep. How's everybody holding up at the Ploof household? We're rocking and rolling, man. You know, yeah. I, I um, we got two kids, two small kids, so we have been going in the pool every single day. Because if you're a parent, you know, you just got to tire these kids out. They get their yeah. balls of energy. You got to release that somehow. So the pool has been great for us. Big news in the Ploof household. I'll share on the pod. Oh. Uh-huh. No, not like that, but. Not that big. 
Okay. But uh, I taught my son how to ride a bike yesterday. No training wheels. Wow. Did he skip? Did, did he skip training wheels or you just got to no. the next step? Yeah, past training wheels. Yeah, he's had training wheels. and it, it's He's four years old, so it was time. And uh, he took to it pretty quickly, which was nice. That's awesome. Congratulations, Trevor. Yeah, it, it's on my IG story if you want to see him riding. It's pretty, pretty okay. sweet. It's pretty cool. Now he's got freedom. That. He's going to go He's gonna go hit up the Kardashians' house when you're not looking. I'm trying. I'm trying to get that arranged marriage, man. Ooh. Set that up. No problem. Yeah. Well, how old is uh, what's their Northwest? I don't. I don't know the, the ages. I, I mean, I know they have like four kids, so they got to be close. Someone's got to be close. Someone's got to be close. <laughs> Does age really matter in Hollywood? Who cares? Um, no. It's all about family connections. Man. Are we seeing any swimming potential in in either of your kids? Teddy can swim. He takes swim okay. lessons, so he's he's great. Um, little Isla, she is two and does not know how to swim. So, okay. but she loves it. They love the pool. I mean, if you if you have a pool, you know it's just the most amazing. Does Isla beat up Teddy? I'm yet? guessing you guys don't have a pool in in New York. No, no pools here. Nope, nope. If it rains yeah. enough, you can yeah. hang out on the subway and and swim a little. By me. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Guys are welcome to come out. <laughs> Jake and I had a catch in my uh, living room the other day. Gloves on right. each hands, throwing a baseball back and forth about maybe 12 feet away from each other. So we played baseball. That's pretty good. Yeah. Jake was breaking off lick your hands. Some mean knuckleballs. Yeah. Knuckler was dancing. Were you guys going like this? Like, yeah. And just touching the ball and yep. then touching your face. Yeah. yeah a lot of that. Getting- I was licking my fingers, getting some pine tar. I wanted to get the right movement on it, you yeah. know? A lot of, like, the cold air breathing into the hand to warm it up. Like, we're joking, obviously, but you guys, that's that's your right up your alley. Like, I would... How come, how come there's no knuckleballers that are, like, 5'7"? Is there not? There's not. I think you need big hands. They're all, like, failed pitchers, like Wakefield, well, failed, like, real pitchers. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. Did you, you know? ever face a knuckleballer? Of course, yeah. Faced Who? a bunch. R- R.A. Steve. we faced. Uh, Wakefield hit, took him over the green monster. My oh, bad. My um, oh, wow. Thank you. Thanks, baby. He's got the video. Um, what was the, was what was the prep for? Did you did you have like a, 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 ball, a coach that would like throw knuckleballs and BP beforehand? Is there any different no. prep? No. No, honestly, man, you face a knuckleballer and it's just like, you might as well not hit BP that day. It's just kind of like a free-for-all because it's just so different. You can't really plan for it. Yeah. I loved it. I freaking loved it. And I don't know, like, if my hand-eye was good, so I just felt like I could swing and it's going to hit it. But pure knuckleballer loved it the guys that were like throwing still throwing like 85 86 with maybe like a slider and they were throwing the knuckleball only 60 percent of the time didn't love that that was like all right okay. yeah like so when you have that you can't just sit on a knuckleball but wakefield um, it is kind of cool knowing what's coming every time yeah i mean th- their job is to present it as a strike and hopefully it ends up not a strike and you swing at it but those guys, man, if they're off, oof, it's just, <laughs> it's awesome. 
did coaches say anything? Like, did you get the, if it's high, let it fly. If it's low, let it go. Or is it just like, Hey, you're going to have three at bats. Whatever happens, happens. I mean, you watched the guys like you knew kind of their tendencies. You still scouted and you did your homework on them. But I mean, generally, yeah, the rule is get the, get it, get it up. You know, if you get to, if you get to, uh, a lot of the guys were doing the fastball stuff. So if you get to account that, you know, like they like to throw a fastball in, you let it loose then too. What do you think your career numbers are versus Wakefield? What are my career numbers against Wakefield? Yeah. You got one home run. I honestly have no idea for Wakefield because I, I feel like I couldn't have faced him too, too much. Yeah. Well, I don't know. So the Rays were doing this thing, and they might still be doing it, but they came up with this, I don't even know what you call it, this knuckleball um, time machine? share. They wanted, knuckle, they wanted the knuckleballer at every level because they, f- they found in their um, research that the day after you face a knuckleballer, you have trouble facing a regular pitcher. So they were trying to just put these guys in, uh, not just for them because they were had decent numbers, but for the day after as well. So at, at one point, and this is only a year or two ago, they had a knuckleballer at every level. So the pitcher that followed Wakefield, he's got inflated stats. That's what you're telling me. According to the Rays. He owes Wakefield some money. We love the we love the Rays front office. So I trust them. Our boy Heim is just the, the evil genius, and um. it's interesting. <laughs> that is an interesting tidbit, Trev. I appreciate you sharing that knowledge. It's a Thanks. good way to hype up a prospect, man. Throw him after the knuckleball or get him some big. St- yeah, I mean, I'm sure we could kind of look it up and see exactly what they were thinking, or maybe that was just me being in the Rays <laughs> organization and finding that out. I don't know if that was public knowledge. Yeah, but damn, it is now. All right, the, the big the big actual news in baseball right now, and I'm sure that some of the Twitter questions talk about this, is that they just came out and said that any suspension, if there's if there's no games played this year, or if there's 20 and then a World Series, or 50 and then a World Series, any full season suspension, any suspension is good. It counts, just like service time. They're treating suspensions the same as service time, I know you disagree, Trev. I know I disagree. Jake presented the other side uh, on our radio show, John Moore and Jake Radio, but I don't think he actually agreed with the other side. I presented the other side. Okay, that's what I said. That's all I said. You're just yeah. playing it. You're Tre- playing Trevor. Role. Trevor made a face. Yeah. For me, and, and I'll just repeat the spiel that I already did. It, it's so stupid because the whole point of suspending someone is that they have to sit out while other people play and they have to watch them play while they aren't allowed to play. And if that never takes place, they never really got suspended. So, you know, Domingo Herman for the Yankees is suspended 81 games because he was a bad guy. He deserved his punishment. Uh, if the Yankees season is only 40 games and now he's good and he, you know, that counts like that doesn't make sense for me at all. It doesn't because, because you don't want to know why, because it doesn't make sense. So Trev, what do you got on this? Well, I was um, I was reading up on it, and I, I, I want to say that the players who have to serve suspensions, I don't think th- this counts for them. 
I think this was specifically the Astros front office that this no. people were talking about. It's yeah, not, they're not at all suspensions. They and can't I think do it's that. The, and I could be, I could be totally wrong about this, but um, what I was reading was because in the wording of the suspension from Manfred, the wording was these suspensions will last until the final out of the 2020 World Series. Yeah. So because of that, they're saying, well, we play a season, shortened season, no season, whatever it is, you know, whenever this World Series is supposed to happen, then the suspension's over. The guys that are suspended, it specifically states the amount of games they have to serve. Well, okay. So if if it's 80 80 games, 81 games, they got to serve the 81 games. That's That's even more frustrating because then you're literally just giving a life raft to the guys that cheated the game. Like, I mean, then you're specifically helping out those guys who are supposed to be like, you know, if they did an umbrella, anyone that's suspended, it doesn't count. I vehemently disagree, as I just said, because I think that's stupid. But to just choose those guys and say, no, but the, it count, it makes it even worse. I'm more mad. I can't even form words. So Jake, well, you and talk. I, I think, this, yeah, this is this is more of a, a loophole that I think is being referenced right now that um, because of Trevor saying the way it was phrased, that at the end of the 2020 World Series, their suspension's over. So depending what the hell that looks like this year, um, you know, that could be over for Hinch and Lou now. So, uh, and again, this is sources told only only that. So apparently, you know, and we, we respect Buster only. He's one of the short kings of baseball reporting. So... I'm guessing he got it from reliable people that this is at least being discussed or potentially needs to be addressed. Um, but yeah, I mean, my, my only thing I was reaching at when me and John boy talked about this earlier was that I could kind of see it from the player side a little bit, because if you start, I, I was just thinking of service time and stuff. Like if, if Domingo Herman, uh, you know, like we were saying, he was 81 games. He served some at the end of last year. I think he had 63 remaining or something like that. You know, if this season went on or if this season got canceled and then he misses 63 games next year, you know, his service time is all sorts of messed up. Now, again, he kind of deserved that to a degree. Um, I mean, he definitely deserved it to a degree, but I thought maybe service time and there were some details in there, but, uh, yeah, I mean this this loophole is sounds like the definition of a loophole. We don't really know. Yeah, yeah. So the one Including article, so, players. Yeah, the the one I read seemed like it was umbrella all of them. Either way, it's 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 so stupid. <laughs> it goes against punishing a guy. Yeah, it doesn't make like, any sense. And it- Mike Trout is suffering through not being able to play this year. It's not the same as being suspended. It's. Every single player can't play this year, whether you're suspended. It makes no sense. It really makes no sense. I've asked this question to a few people in baseball, and i gotten some different answers. I'm curious to see what you guys think. We may have touched on this before, but do you think A.J. Hinch slides right back into the game? I'm very interested in Houston. Do you think it's somewhere else as a bench coach or possibly somewhere in player development? Or baseball ops, like where do you think he slots in after this year? Oh, I think it's manager or nothing, or manager, bench coach, or nothing. For his sake, or you think just in general? Yeah, because I think be it's black. I think it's blackballed or completely not blackballed, and then someone's if he's not blackballed, someone's going to make him their manager or bench coach. 
Um, you know, I don't the think the Astros like, can't bring him back. No, I wouldn't be surprised if they do, but I don't think they can. No, I, I think I think blackballed or bench coach. I think we've seen we've seen a couple managers bounce back from some stuff. They ease into the bench coach role. I mean, obviously this is a different scenario, but I know like didn't didn't Ron Washington have some some like drug issues? It did and, some coke. That's, that's yeah. a little bit of cocaine. Yeah, which again, I mean, we're apparently a drug podcast now because of Trevor. But um, you know, again, he <laughs> he slid back into like an assistant coaching role. So I think. And I think that's just a, that's going to be so much easier for Hinch if he's not blackballed, which he may be, because if a team just hires him straight up as the manager, I mean, that's going to be an absolute circus. If you bring him in as a bench coach, there's a little bit of a circus to start and then it goes away and then you just get used to seeing the face again. And that's how you get your next opportunity. I agree with you. Uh, yeah. So I, I'll, I'll re I'll change my mind going on what Jake said. It's bench coach or blackballed. I don't think manager is an option because wow. that is a nightmare. Just news and press conference. The only team that has bad enough PR to make <laughs> him the manager is the Astros. Yeah. They're like, whatever, we'll just roll it all together. Roll it. But I, <laughs> the man, yeah. Baby coming in hot right there. Hot. You know, I I don't see him coaching again. I don't think he'll be on the field. That's my my opinion on this is there is just too much of a distraction. Like he like how much does this guy really offer? Like they do right. you want to have the distraction. So if he gets if he's in baseball ops, say he like he's he went to Stanford, smart guy's been around the game forever. Put him in baseball ops, hide his face, you know, he's these guys, these guys are like in their dark corners, research, whatever it is, whatever they do. I think that's his way back into baseball. I don't think he shows his face on the field again. Yeah, it'll be interesting Work. to see. It'll be very interesting. Uh, the suspension stuff's crazy. They're suspended for a season. I mean, they just they just worded it wrong when they did the original release. They didn't prepare for a pandemic. What the fuck? They didn't. Come on, baseball. <laughs> Manfred, figure it out. Figure well, it well. out. We'll get our 100 games, and it'll be good. Uh, yeah, that's the next thing I wanted to do before we go to Twitter is just a state of our thoughts, uh, like an optimism-pessimism meter. And I'm I'm really curious where Jake lands, because I know where Trev and I land. Like, I, I don't think the season's happening. I, I, I was two weeks ago, I was like 1%. I'm almost at like 50%. I don't think there's any games. Um, so, Trev, where are you? I go back and forth. My original assessment of this a couple weeks ago, I said July. People this time, sometime in July, trying to play 100 games. I think that could still happen. I think there, if there's any chance for it to happen, it will happen just because how incentivized both sides are to get back on the field. Money plays, man. Like these people. The teams want to make money. The players want to make money. So if they can get back on the fan, or on the field, definitely without fans. That's what I'm predicting. That won't happen, Trev. That's like not an option in my brain. In your brain, yeah. I think 100 percent when they first come back, there will be no fans. But I don't think that'll. Ha- I don't think they'll come back without fans. I don't think owners will brain. do that. Yeah, I'm saying I don't think. Why? Why not? Because money. That's a big hit to them. Yeah, but they gotta. They gotta. They gotta do the. The TV deals, that's the money. So they got to That's like get five right teams. That's like five teams will break even. 
because if they play games, say they play 100 games, they have to pay out the full salaries. They don't get to pay half of the salary of the player. And if they're not, you know, balancing that out with 50 or 20,000 fans every night, that's a, that's a big, you know, the P&L sheet doesn't reflect positively if that's the situation. And we've seen some reports that baseball saying they're not, they might not do no fans. So you go neutral site with fans. I don't think that the government's going to allow big gatherings. Like, no, I don't either. Till I mean, I, I get what summer. you're saying there. I get what you're saying there because, yeah, the payroll is – that's an interesting aspect of this whole thing. Now, I want, I'd want i like to see what the TV revenue from each team is, and then you can go and see which way these guys I don't know, vote. I don't know where the know? numbers fall either, but that, that's what I tweeted out like – they're going to get their calculators out and be like, okay, if we're not making any money from fans and tickets sold, what's our TV deal? Uh, you know, because it's not like, like, you know, the TV station can up the ad price. Uh, the networks can up the amount of ads because more people will be watching, but not that much more, you know, in the grand scheme of how many people watch games without fans, everyone's going to watch on TV. Um, but then that's like the network's deal. And then they, you know, so baseball could be like, hey, you up the ads, and now we owe you more. I don't think that's going to happen. So I just think it's it's a lot more involved than people want it to be. And if you think, you know, they're going to play 15 games a night in empty stadiums and no team is going to make money, you have some teams here that really depend on that, don't have big TV contracts. So, yeah, the Red Sox, the Dodgers, the Yankees, the Cubs, probably they have big TV deals. There's a lot of teams with bigger payrolls on players that they went all in this year, you know, or half in and – they're going to have to crunch numbers. I don't know the result, but for me, it, billionaires, uh, we'll see if they care about the game or they care about their product. A little parentheses here. They care about the product. These owners don't give a fuck. Yeah, but I, I think that's where you're not letting your mind leave the box a little bit, and this is this is what we've here talked we about in, in past years with, um, A, they're going to be able to experiment. Like if they do play this year, there there will definitely be an expanded playoff format, which they've wanted anyways. And then I think, again, keep going outside that box because like Trevor's saying with the money and you're you're showing the negative side of it, like get outside the box. If we end up playing in four cities with neutral sites and we're doubling up on games, you know, we're rewriting this. And I think there's a way to make money off of it. And I think... These guys, as you mentioned, like making money. So if there's money to be made, which there will be, they're going to figure out how how to split up the pie and how to do some different things about it. But they're going to have to think differently this year. And I think if there's money to be made, they will, because that's what these guys like. Of course. I just don't think there's for some owners, there won't be money to be made because, you know, if you go to go to one site, then you're splitting the gate which is probably not going to be a lot of people because you can't not going to have 50,000 people aren't going to be allowed in the same place throughout the summer. And then you're going to be splitting whoever is allowed. You know, like we said, they go to college stadiums where there's 10,000 fans. That's not going to deepen anyone's pockets or help out any owners, especially if they have to split it with the hosting site and the away team and, and, and all of that. Right. And the other option is if they don't play a single game, they don't have to pay a single player. So it's just a net neutral. It's not like they're losing money by not playing games. They're just neutraling out for a couple months. The possibility of losing money is for some of these teams when they play full games and have to pay their full payroll. I'm curious to see if they think about fan engagement 
at all? I mean, I mean, obviously they do, but to what extent? If there's no product for an entire year, what does that do to the the industry? You yeah, know, that, that's football, the biggest. That's a football comes back on. I think that's they the fair want to keep counter. Eyes on the sport is like the valuation is the fair counter. Um, yeah, because you know, does it harm the product? And it probably does for sure. I just think, it, I think it's. It's tighter than people think. And the whole, like, we're going to just resume the season, which is what I thought with no fans. Like, I'm, I started talking to some people and crunching numbers, and then like, ah, I don't know. <laughs> some teams are going to vote against that because they don't have to pay any no, players. I, if there's yeah, no I, games. I did, I did read somewhere that there's penalties to teams from the networks if they don't play the game. So... If that's they, the case, there already is. They have to pay back. The, to they have to pay back what, what, uh, what that. Yeah, there. That's that already so, happened, right? Yeah. So that's that's another thing to look at. There's a lot, yeah, like you said, there's a lot of numbers to crunch. They're doing that. Trust me. They are. Yeah. They are making sure that they can maintain profit as best they can, yeah. or, or or cut their losses. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm just the more I talk to people, the more I look at all that shit, the more I'm like, oh, wait, it's a possibility we don't play. Or, or, or... Yeah, if, can or I mean, that... Yeah. That, that's very much, that's very much out there, but I, I just think, again, think this, we're supposed to be in the peak, or that's what some, some of the experts think, but these are all new experts. And well, I New just York think, is supposed to be in the peak. It's all different everywhere. Right, right, right. But I mean, New York's the biggest place, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, this, this is supposed to be the peak. And, uh, you know, I just think for the next two weeks, four weeks, things are going to be escalated, but you know, what, what if it is two weeks, what if it's even four weeks and then we start coming downhill? I just think once that light at the end of tunnel starts showing, they're going to be able to figure something out. And you said that uh, owners aren't losing money. I think what Trevor mentioned with the TV deals, owners are losing money right now. And if they figure a way to make money, which if there's games, they will find a way to make money. Cause I think all the gate stuff was 30% of their revenue, you know, they'll, they'll still want that other 70% of the revenue. Yeah. I, um, you wanted me to think outside the box, Jake, right? Here we go. I don't know if this is part of my microdosing that's sure. helping me expand a little bit here, but I, I've thought of something that could work. I'm ready. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. So ready. Where is the spot that has the most major league ballparks within a three-hour span. Arizona. Perfect. Why don't we do this? Let's get all the teams together. Hopefully, there's enough tests to go around by then, say in a month, two months. Let's, let's American industry, let's go. Let's get this going. We test every single player. All the players that come back negative, they go on to the commune. We, we set up a big ranch, uh, a Olympic village, if you will, that houses all the players that are negative for COVID-19. We get all the teams together, and then, boom, we run like a round-robin tournament or a bracket tournament, and we know the guys are negative. They're isolated in the, the Olympic village, if you will, and we play games. Yeah, that's what I – I don't know. We've been talking on so many different forums, but – that's where I'm at is either no games or some weird round robin one month thing in September, October. And it's like not, 
you know, it's totally different like that. That's where I'm leaning. Like uh, a schedule where we play like 80 games and you're going city to city and there's 50,000 fans in each, like that is not happening. You can't travel like that. You can't do that. And they're going to have to test all these players. You see what happened in Japan. There was a couple guys that tested positive. The whole team had to be quarantined. So if that happens in major league in the major league baseball season, that's going to be a, a shit show. Yep. So all of these guys are going to have to be tested. They're going to have to like be in some sort of you isolation. run the you run the risk of like one dude going to the grocery store and getting it, and now you have a hotbed of all of your investments in one place. That's what I'm saying. You gotta like we gotta. So like, you would have to like together somehow. It'd have to be like biodome where you're like fucking it, seriously quarantine them. You guys are and, all you know, over it. And Trevor, I, I, I got one step further outside the box for you. You come to check in, you get, you take your five minute test, which we'll have plenty of in two months. And then you either go to the clean camp or the dirty camp. And there'll be a, we'll, we'll have a dirty Corona camp getting loose too. And you play with all the sick people. Just one hotbed. Just playing against yeah. each other. Just keeping it, just stretching out the arms. Sick. <laughs> you know, this is, it'll be like the civil war camps, the civil war. POW camps. They just made yes. baseball leagues and the guards were like the commissioners and then like all the prisoners <laughs> had a league going. Um, it's Jake's dream job when we did laughs from the past on the Civil War. Jake uh, was like, I think so I found good. my role in the Civil War. I'd be a, I'd be a <laughs> guard. Civil War thing. baseball player guard. Yeah. I mean, so. this is a fascinating time that we're in because literally nobody knows what's going to happen. No. Like nobody. Yeah. When it, when it comes to something like this, like what, what are the major sports leagues going to do? Anybody that's running these leagues, guess what? They have no fucking clue. No. All of us talking about it, we have no, no fucking clue. clue. No clue. And that's no. a weird place to be in. I mean, we are, we, we, we should know things like that. Typical, normal life, we know things like that. What's going to happen? We have these contracts, these, you know, we have these deals that span 10 years. And now all of a sudden we're like, dude, are you going to play any of these sports? It's kind of funny. That's why, like, all the that, reports of, like, the players want to play. It's like, oh, that doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, that, that holds no weight. <laughs> and that's that's where the timeline, I, A, obviously, the actual corona stuff runs everything, but it's has, has MLB made arbitrary dates where they have to make decisions by. And also, like, hey, jump into this world with me because I'm, I'm the, quote-unquote, optimist in this conversation. What if in a month from now, Phil and Tiger play a one-on-one golf tournament. The United States is in a lot better place. And Tiger and Phil's one-on-one golf tournament is one of the highest rated things ever. Because this country is going to be so hungry for live sports. That would be fucking unbelievable. They could put a $50 million purse because some some company would pay that. Oh, yeah. Because every single person on the planet would be watching it. All the all the golf is being watched, and then I think the creative hats really come out because they know if they can get the product up there, people will eat it up. Would you love? I got. Oh man, we are just going now. Wow, my bra- going. my brain is open. I mean, look at this outfit. My brain is open today. You're so open right now. Can we get a one on one? Let's get Garrett Cole, Mike Trout, nobody else on the field. Bang bang. Let's go. Give me your best shit. I would love that. You could just do the game like that, a series of one A, Bs. Nobody, re- like Ghost Runners. 
No I'm fielders. Watching. You just kind of you just kind of call if it's an out or a hit. <laughs> Fuck it. You'll just be given anything towards shortstop. You'll say, "Hey, if Jeter was out there, it would have been a hit." hit. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that the running jump throw. That ball was only like five feet to his right. My God. <laughs> Dude, six foot four in nights, but whatever. Uh, hey, Plouffe, you know this. you know your buddy Dan Gladden. I do. So dazzle. We were watching. We're watching the World Series on uh, YouTube, and like I think today, nineteen eighty seven got posted, and we did all the way until nineteen ninety seven. So in the last two days, we just binge recorded them. But the nineteen ninety one World Series, we saw Gladden, and we're like, oh, that's the dude we met in the dugout. He won the World Series. Do you ever do you know this? His hustle double yeah. won it. And I got like chills. He's the best. Jake called it He's an amazing. announcer's double. Like that's how you there's get an cu- announcing gig. There's a there's a couple guys around baseball that they have these big signature moments that get them either a manager's job or an announcing gig. The Aaron Boone Homer against the Red Sox. Um Dave Dan Roberts. Gladden. I mean Dave Roberts, yeah. You need you need to have a moment. He look the guy is incredible. He's he's the one media member that was always welcome in the clubhouse, around the cage. Anything this guy you know he could do whatever he wants there. Because not only because of that moment, like obviously that's really awesome, but just the kind of guy he is. Like yeah. you guys met him, he's hilarious. And uh, he's been in radio for a long time. He's got a great gig there, man. Him and Corey Provost do a great job. And he, like I said, dude, like I'll talk to him. I'll chop it up. And and I would just kind of have a conversation like I was talking to a teammate because he just had that persona. Like he he was great. Always positive. And, um, you know, every once in a while he'll, he'd call you out if you needed to be called out. But it was warranted, which is cool. The Bra- Jake, was it a Braves World Series when they won and the, the last out was a bunt? Or was it a twins? Oh, that that sucked. He like, I don't know what it was, but what go, year wa- was go, the, go watch, the, dude. Uh, Otis Nixon made the out, so the Braves lost to the Twins. Someone in ninety three. The Twins, yeah. So it was the Twins. Yeah, Mike Mike 91. Timlin came in. Big Mike Timlin. You know, was it the eighty seven? That's when Gladden scored the game winning run. Yeah, because he, his hustle uh, double started it off. Yeah. What, what's crazy is, like, you know, everybody knows, like, the walk-off hits of the World Series. You could, like, name them. But, like, that one goes very, like, understated. Like, well, I, I don't even know the guy's team. name. Oh, it was um, Igor? That's know. crazy, though. Iorg. Iorg. Um, the World Series stuff, Jake and I learned a lot, which is actually really good. You know, if we want to talk about baseball, we're learning a ton. But there's one World Series, the last out, there's two outs. The tying run is on third base, Trev. And the dude bunts for a base hit, and the pitcher just fields it and gets him out. Oof. And it broke our heart. Like, you slap one past an infielder, the game's tied. You're purposely bunting in front of the infielder. Broke our heart. We, I mean, yeah. we like just go into like 
sad. I'd have to know who it is and how many bunt hits he had that year. I mean, we looked it all it, up. He was fast. It, he had forty steals, but still, yeah, it was, it was Otis Nixon. I mean, that was it was part of his game. Like it, uh, the guy from know. third still has to score too. So it's like not like you're just trying to get on to start a rally. Like if the guy Smoltz, doesn't get a good read there. on the ball, Smoltz who was, was pinch running. Smoltz, he was pinch running. That's stupid then, because I mean, come on. It's it's not an easy read for a guy at, at third base. Like if you well, there's two. You're outs. gonna go. You're gonna go. But like, yeah. at what point are you just like running into an out? It's not a great play. I think it was the it Blue Jays, out. Jake. Yeah, because I I remember a young handsome Mike Timlin came in and I was like, oh daddy. Yeah, Jimmy. Yeah, Mike Timlin replaced Jimmy Key, and it was the Blue Jays in uh, ninety. Go check it out on YouTube, people. In a couple days when it comes Check out. Check it out. It's crazy. I found I'm my to new link favorite. that. Yeah. The Twins fans that I have will really enjoy rewatching some of that stuff. Oh, okay. Tom Kelly. Yes. Oh How many God. interactions have you had with him? A zillion. Does he have a pulse? Yeah. What do you mean? Like Trev, you gotta I mean, I'll I'll text incre- you. I'll text you incredible. when this video comes out. I don't know what day. The the eighty seven World Series, no wait. What what was the first Twins World Series? Eighty seven. So maybe it's out today. Maybe it's today's today's video. You gotta. Or, or is it eighty nine and ninety one? Eighty nine was the Bay Area. So it's eighty seven was the Bay and ninety one. Yeah. So, dude, Tom Kelly just didn't show any emotion, man. Ninety one and ninety three, I think it is. I fucking, I fucking he like is he's incredible he i mean i have i'd have to watch the games but he shows a lot of emotion in every other facet of life so i can't imagine i mean i guess maybe he's just trying to no no so the whole game they show um the cardinals and um larusa and and everyone and they're strategizing and they're talking and then they would show kelly and the twins and he's just sitting by himself just kind of, and then when they get the last out, they have the coach cam, and usually the coaches are hugging or they're running on the field. He just stayed sitting. Yeah, it's someone like he, asked him about that. He he said that he he wanted to see his team celebrate in front of him, like that was the joy that he. It didn't look joyful. It was, was very watching. weird. It was it was cracking us up. And then they in the post game, they he's ask a different him about guy, it. different guy. They ask him about it, and he's like, he's just like. He holds the trophy up. He goes, good job, guys. <laughs> so that's like exactly the opposite of who he actually is. Like if you ever met him, he would talk your ear off. He's very like boisterous. Um, I mean, I have a zillion stories. Like this guy, this is kind of who he was. So you, he, he's all over spring training. Um, he would come to affiliates every once in a while. But spring training was his time to shine. So if you're on the backfield, say you're in the minor leagues, uh, and it, you could be a big leaguer just if you're on the backfields. He'd be on the damn field during the game. Didn't matter if it was an inter-squad game or if it was an actual game against another team, another organization. He was on the field. And his his expertise was that he taught first base, like how to play first base defensively. That was like his thing. So he would go out during the game. He'd stand right behind you. And he'd have his hand like on your shoulder and he'd kind of like tug you like which way like to go. 
he would grab the back of your pants and kind of just like be there. And the entire time would be like talking to you about, you know, you need to get lower, you need to do this, do that, do that. And he was really knowledgeable about it, but he was very, it was a Tom Kelly show. Nice. You know, he wanted right. to be out there and he was moving around. And this was a guy like me, a scrub minor leaguer, you know, just like playing first base because we needed the first baseman. And even like Morneau. Like this guy was an incredible first baseman. Tom Kelly didn't give a shit. He was going to be there. He was going to be grabbing Morneau's belt loops, telling him which <laughs> way to lean on this pitch. Incredible. Love incredible that. guy. Yeah, um, awesome. So it's really funny for for you to have that image of him being like stoic and quiet because that's like the opposite of what he did. Not even stoic, Frozen. just straight up didn't care. Didn't know where he was. <laughs> <laughs> he was in shock. I don't know. Have you shock. seen of him feeding the batting practice machine with a cigar and like Zuba pants. No, but I'm going to big baby. It. Dave, get that picture up, man. Can you no, do that? I'm picture in charge up. of that, but Tom I'll, Kelly, I'll... uh, feeding baseball. We should do a Tom Kelly cigar. Yeah, there it is. You'll see. <laughs> He's incredible, dude. I mean, yeah, this is a fantastic picture. I'll, I'll throw it up now. <laughs> I just saw a tweet from uh sunny gray who said he's never eaten so many uncrustables in his life. Which wow. is uh, a hot update for everyone at home. That's gross. Incrustables Ooh. are disgusting. Yeah, I was. Uh, I liked Incrustables like for a second, and then I I quickly didn't like. I grew out of them and and realized they were pretty disgusting. So he's got to have kids or something, right? Yeah, I would think so. I mean, yeah, we we have them too, but like, they're like for literally the apocalypse. Yeah. Well, hey. There. Hello. We're here. No, we're not that far, guys. Let's relax. All right. Here you go. Here you go. What do you think about that, Jake? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I've I've been staring at it. I'm mesmerized. That's uh, everything I'm about in baseball. Yeah, he's a stud. Yeah. Good stuff. Um. All right. Do we have anything else before we go to these Twitter questions? We did 42 minutes already? I'm, what the fuck? All right. We were running hot. You want to announce that I'm officially part of the team, or are we just going to just forget oh. about that whole thing? Uh, they know already. Trev is officially part of John Boy Media. We can tweet it out. This is like our fourth announcement. I uh, know. I just I want the shine on me, bro. Come on, <laughs> I know. I know. We'll, get, we'll give you the big one. And we're working on a – Trev is working on a really fun uh, show of his own. So be on the lookout for that. Yes. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for that. That's nice. We'll tweet it out, too. We'll do a big announcement. Beautiful. We'll have the editors put together just a sizzle reel of all of our finest moments from spring training. Ooh, They've been finding should... some clips of me from back we in the should... day that are pretty funny. Yeah. Let's do that. Let's put let's put Trevor Plouffe's baseball and his commenta- commentating highlights and make an official announcement video. All right. Uh, BBD, send the editors BBD. that idea. Send it out. Make me look good. Come on, guys. One of his We should actually hand that Peter we takes. should hand that to Zach, not uh the editors. Anyway. Um Quarantura, playoff Glaber says, What is the dream for y'all on this podcast? Which is a big wow. open ended heavy question that I don't have an answer to. Um so if you guys have answers. Become Tom Kelly. Though. Become Tom Kelly? My goal is to become Tom Kelly. What's I mean, our dream for the podcast? Like yeah. what we want it to become? My my dream was atta- attained pretty much. I wanted to get an office and have players be able to come and hang out before and after games and do uh, interviews and get Trevor as a co-host. That was a longtime dream of mine. And we we did it all. So 
Now we just got to ride it out and grow it and have some fun. Get back to I, the office. I get back to the office. That's, that'll be good for you. I'm happy that I was able to fulfill a dream for you. That's there you nice. Go. Yeah. I'm really getting, this is a really positive episode for me. I don't know. I, I think that we are, um, we're on the right trajectory for what we want to do. Yeah. I mean, just talk about baseball. Honestly, we need baseball back. That's that'll help our dream help. a lot. <laughs> like I really, I don't think we need it. Like this year we can get by and we're going to have fun with it, but I would freaking love to be breaking down games and at bats. And, you know, I said, I talked with somebody about this yesterday. Like I would love to see the shitty teams that's that have started out hot to come on here and just like crush their dreams and just the remind Mariners. them that they're not actually not a good team. We call that the the two week Mariners. They just and then I'd I I'd go on that. a rant. I'd go on a rant about how good Jordan Yamamoto is going to be for the Marlins this year. I mean, it'd be beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Maybe the Marlins come out hot. We're like, dude, maybe this is their time. And I'll, I'm going to say, no, it's not their fucking time. <laughs> Five deep in the <laughs> NL East. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, oh, man. We all start Let's crying. See. I'm gonna I'm gonna try and ask the the quicker and take the quicker answer questions and the long okay. open ended ones. Um, best and worst names in baseball. I know Jake is a big Balboni guy. Steve um, Balboni. I mean, we're doing all time. Yeah, I think best and worst names. Just whatever comes to your mind. Like Rusty Cunts, I think is one people really enjoy because yeah, that's ridiculous. That He's a good guy too. Really nice guy. Um, I mean. Um, you know what's like this is, this is a question I've never actually thought about. Like, you never know what? Given one- There's a lot of funny names, Dick Tidrow, but um, Mickey Mantle for me, like that name was just destined to be on someone who would make it a famous name. Like you're not gonna name a guy Mickey Mantle and then he's just a farmer and you don't know him anymore. Like it's from I don't know, just just screams bright lights. Mickey the Mick, it's cool. Yeah, I think that worked out. Um, <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that. Yeah, no, there's a, that's <laughs> tough. I think where you go with that, Trevor, is literation. Because I think you could even say, how about, here's a deep cut. How about someone like David DeLucci? I mean, that's a good baseball name. Good literation, good paisan on the end Yeah, there. that does nothing for me. But, like, you you know, you put your awards on the mantle. Mickey's fun. Sounds like a nickname. Oh, it's his real name. Man. All right. I don't got one. I, I've not... I got a funny, let's bring Tom Kelly back into this because yes, okay. the, the twins broadcaster is named Dick Bremer. It's been there forever. And he likes being called Dick. Like he wants to be called Dick and Tom okay. Kelly will get in the booth sometimes and we'll only call him Richard. <laughs> like he only refers to him as Richard. And I know that Dick doesn't like it, <laughs> but Tom, that's like the only it's thing he'll refer to him as. It's amazing. Alpha. It oh. is. It's a freaking alpha. Movie. You know, it's a great name in baseball right now. Aaron Bummer. Cracks me up every time. Bummer. It's such a downer. It's a bad name. It's such a fun name. Johnny Dickshot. Ugly Donny Johnny Dickshot's a really good name. Yeah. I'm trying to think of one. Like I'm like, oh, that's a good name, but I don't know. Scooter Gannett. That's like a weird baseball name, right? Yeah. Scooter's pretty good. Uh, Dick Paul. That's yeah. a name. Uh, I'm on a I'm on a website now. Scary. Get off that. You website. got you, Jim. You got like a movie name, like a made-up sounding name, like Jimmy O'Brien. Like you're like the uh, Irish, like 
it's uh, guy. yeah, but it's common. Like, there's a basketball coach in Indiana named Jim O'Brien. I think there's a writer named Jim. O- no, it's Tim O'Brien. Like, if you were a character in uh, The Departed, like, I'd be like, yep. Yeah. Jimmy O'Brien. I was just watching uh, Cold Case Files while we were painting the walls, and there was uh, two uh, pedophile rapist brothers named Tim and Jim O'Brien. I was like, fuck. <laughs> And Jimmy O'Brien oh, was the ringleader. He's in jail right now. It's like, God damn that's it, That's a tough man. one, yeah. Yeah. It's brutal. Maybe we'll go by James from now on. Just really do that one up. Yeah. John Boy, baby. What old Legally. school team logo should replace their current logo? You want to go the Padres back to, like, the swinging friar? Nah. <laughs> so bad. The Phillies had some like bad ones, I like detailed ones. I like just, like... Regular like letters, I think that's the best. When when people start making up these dumb logos, it's all the minor league logos. Like they are minor league logos, you can't change them. But um, what about what about the MB for the Brewers? Like that's a great logo with baseball glove. Yeah, it's just letters, so I like that. But it looks like a baseball glove, so it's cool. yeah, yeah. I like um, the one I would the, the old school. You need that I do like is like the Orioles bird. I do dig that one. So I would, be my do, I would have to like look at like or a the Marlins. The years. I really like the Marlins old logo. It was just like an F with the fish through it. Yeah. It's a good hat. It is a good hat. It's like every little leaguer's hat. <laughs> the worst logo, the worst was the angels when they had like the silver bill. And like the wings coming down, that was so bad. They went from the CA with the halo to that. And it's like, that was not it. Mm. I like their current ones. Like logos back in the day when they were like people are weird. Like the, there's this old angels one where it's like a guy carrying a bat that says angels and the swinging friar. Not about that. I saw some bad ones. Um, would you rather have Lou Pinella the player or Lou Pinella the manager? I'm going to pass on this one. Yeah, it's tough. Do you have any know. Sweet Lou run-ins, Trevor? I probably did, but I don't remember. Yeah. I don't remember. I mean, I'll go so. player because manager, he kind of always had the mean scowl and was like classic baseball tough guy. I think teammate, yeah. you want you want that on your team. Manager, you want the fun. I want Tom Kelly. Yeah. Okay, good. Uh, here's a weird one. I don't know if you guys are going to be into this or not into this, but Manfred changes the rules. And this is from Braves Marla, a friend of the program. Manfred changes the rules and suddenly baseball is played on ice with skates. What position would be the hardest to play and the easiest? Um, So I'll go first because I'm thinking about it longer. So I'll give you guys some time. I'm going to take pitcher straight out of the equation because I think that's the easy hardest. So yes, I think... For easiest, I'm actually going center field and catcher because either you're going full speed or you're just sitting there. Catcher's just a goalie. That's the easiest one. Yeah, I think this is the easiest one. I think, like, first base might be tough. Just going choppy steps, like grapevining back and forth and weird foot movements. Center field would be a fucking blast. I think anybody that could actually skate would find that very easy. Like if you put hockey players out there and set them up like a baseball field, they would. I don't think it. any position is particularly hard, but I'm no. But 
I think Science the, in, pitcher, I agree the infield that. would be the hardest. Outfield would be fun. I think even pitcher's not too bad. You dig in that skate, and I mean, you're going one way. I think the scariest part would be after you throw, you're heading towards home plate. Um, so that would be Ooh, a little middle terrifying. infielder on slides. That would suck. Guy comes to break in yeah, a double yeah. play. That with would some... suck, yeah. <laughs> would feel great. We used to play, like, you know, I think a lot of hockey teams played football on the ice after practice. You could do some fun stuff, but, like, being the defenseman and going backwards kind of sucked. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I mean, I grew up in Southern California, so <laughs> hockey is not a strong suit <laughs> Wow. for me. I we played roller good, hockey we, in the neighborhood. We need, a, we need a good Trevor Microdose question. Okay, how about this one? This is from Cali PhD. How's your day going? If this is, I'll, I'll start this off. It's going great. <laughs> um, I the microdose thing. You know, I thought it was funny to mention it. I gotta, I gotta say, not a fan because I didn't feel anything. You should try a so, a macro microdose. Yeah, I need to like my microdose was too micro. Yeah. Just just keep turning it up and see where you land, you know? Oh, Jake, here's a question we may have some opinion on now is when did okay. fans start wearing caps and jerseys to games instead of formal wear? And, you know, Jake and I started watching the World Series in 1972. We're all the way up to 1997. And I got to say, we're not at the point where you see a lot of jerseys in the crowd. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's not formal wear. Like they're talking about like early. Yes, I'm saying we're in the middle section. Like it didn't go from yeah. formal wear to jerseys, yeah. um, because I mean, how sweaty were those people in the formal wear? Like, what were I don't they get it, man. It blows my mind. The wool—they're not even wearing like light clothes. They're wearing heavy wool in suits and shit. Just gross and sweaty all the time. Doesn't make any sense to me. If you go back in time, it always sucks. Okay. Yeah, I agree. I want to live in the Roaring Twenties. No, you don't, because you don't want to be in your sweaty wool suit all the time. Yeah, yeah. everyone's disgusting. Like, there's no sanitization. And it's the depression's like, right around the corner. Come on. Dude, I just watched There Will Be Blood again for the second time. Mm. What a movie. Crazy. My goodness. Daniel Day-Lewis is just an absolute beast. Good actor, but he's a cheater. Jim hates method actors. Yeah. I don't no no no. I don't think it should be impressive. I don't think you should say and he's a method actor and that adds to his ability. I think it should lessen his like Leonardo DiCaprio is a great actor and in between scenes, guess what? He can just be him nor his normal self. That's more impressive. A method actor is actually less impressive. You can't go back and forth, so you're not acting. You're just becoming someone for six months. I've given this rant a lot. I, I, okay, I, I get what you're saying, but I think Daniel Day-Lewis is a better actor. Than, than Leo? Than Leo. I love Leo. He gets They're both great of roles. the same you know, He's just cool. Like That's what he has going for him. Same thing with Brad Pitt. No, Leo's just, got like, cool people. You, see, you remember uh, Shutter Island when the scene in, with, in the water with his family? Like That's impressive. Yeah. I think they're great, both the same. He's a great actor. I just I, think Daniel Day-Lewis is something else, man. Yeah, he bugs me. He's like, my kids don't even know I'm an actor. They think I'm a woodsman because all I do at home is cut trees. Shut up, man. <laughs> Shut up. You end I up kinda, on John I Boy's wrong side. You're stuck there, dude. 
No, I, I, like, I, I'll watch any Daniel Day-Lewis movie because he's a very good actor. I just don't think you should get positive points for being a method actor. I think it's actually less points. It The movie just really reminded me. Like, I feel like there's so much poorly produced poorly acted content out there right now because everyone's there's just like so many vehicles for it so everyone's just pumping it out like a good actor makes the film well that's what i was jake and i were talking about with uh, the new tarantino movie um it's called once upon a time in hollywood mm-hmm. i was worried going into it that it was very clearly going to be leo and brad pitt but then you know halfway through i lose both of them into the character and i'm like that's how good they are they're good. Yeah. That's a great movie. My goodness. I love that movie. I think it was really good. Brad Pitt just plays... I mean, he just plays himself like a cool ass... Like he was just doing Johnny dude. Knoxville's voice the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> like, the, the whole, like, bit with the dog. Like, what a... That's so hilarious, dude. Yeah, it was so good. So good. Um, okay. I mean, we have a lot of questions. We might go back to those because a lot of them take actual time to think through. Anything else? Thurman Munson is a pretty Mr. Pizza Face in the in the chat says Thurman Munson is a pretty weird name, and it's kind of a normal name. I think I don't know maybe, but Jake called him Thurm the Worm in, in one of our YouTube videos. Just a, it's a, clearly a joke, and one of the commenters were like, "Oh, Jake goes Thurm the Worm as he was called," and one of the people in the comments <laughs> was like, "He was never called that." <laughs> well, now he was. Hey. Spot the lie. What's uh? What's Trevor? Send send everybody off with one movie they should watch while they're in quarantine. I love that you asked this because I have one like ready <laughs> to fucking go, dude. You gotta have the chamber loaded. Maybe the dose is working. I, I mean, I am I'm locked in today. Uh, so perfect. It's a perfect quarantine movie. Okay. Because the one thing in this country right now is sports. So it's a sports movie. But it's okay. one that not a lot of people have seen, and it's not a typical sports movie. Okay, interested. So, drum roll. Da, 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 da. You want me to it's give you called, a real drum roll? Yes. Hunt for Red October. No. Uh, not getting a drum roll. You're getting a drum roll. Just got to make sure the volume's on. I got to make sure I'm calling it the right thing. Okay, there we go. Warrior. Oh, Warrior's fucking fantastic. If no one's seen Warrior, go watch it immediately. I make no one watch has it. seen it, Jim. What I know Trevor because they pro- argument. They promoted it terribly, Trev. It's incredible because it loses a lot of people because it's a UFC based movie. So right off the bat, you're like, people are like, I'm fucking out. Because, you know, the carries kind of a um, monster energy tattooed like triple x type movie but it's not that at all and it's got great actors tom hardy's in it who's the guy is the dad mickey rourke yep is that his name yeah and then the other guy joel i don't know his name who he's incredible as well so it's got these got great acting and the storyline man you'll you'll be happy you'll be sad you'll be excited it gets the juices flowing it's nick nolte not mickey work mickey work so yeah nick nolte that's exactly who it is and that's my recommendation you have to see this movie i watched it and katie didn't want to watch it because she goes i don't like ufc which i think they promoted it as that and it's like it's not it's about two brothers and a broken relationship it's a very human movie and Mm -hmm. it just happens to be about 
UFC fighting. It's so good. And it's uh, so fucking good. Little trivia for you, Trev. They didn't okay. know, without spoiling it, they didn't know how the end was going to happen, who was going to win, who was going to lose, but they knew what song they wanted to use for the final montage. So the writers, writers just sat in a room and listened to the song on repeat, just trying to visualize who wins, who loses, how it goes. It's an incredible ending, too. It's an incredible ending. Yeah. Just like, man, I love that movie. Cool. Have you seen it, Jake? I have not. Glad I oh, asked. You got to go. You got to go. And I think it's cheap. Like, you can go rent it for three bucks on Prime or something like that. And so, the old $3.99 for HD, $2.99 for not HD. HD every time. Let's go, guys. Let's step it up. We're I'm, show. I'm We're not show. I'm not watching something not in HD. Unless We're it's show. a World Series from 1982. You can't go back. All right. Cool. Great. Great movie recommendation from Trev. Thank you. Couldn't agree more. That ends this show. It's supposed to be half an hour. Went a full hour. <laughs> Hope you Oops. enjoyed it. See you later. Ha, ha, ha.